Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Do you want to become insanely successful? Do you want to be the go-to guru in your industry? Do you want to be talked about for all the right reasons? For over 40 years, Kevin Harrington has helped people just like you become significant influencers. Now he's broken the process down in the key person of influence roadmap, and it's yours for free. Just text KPI to him at 727-888-2100. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free step-by-step guide. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 to get the recognition you deserve and experience the success as the go-to voice everyone listens to in your industry today. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. With me today is Charlie Hartwell, the managing partner of Bridge Builders Collaborative, a group of highly successful investors who've been investing in startup companies in the space of mental wellness, conscious, and spirituality which on this show is not a niche we hear about investors specifically seeking out on a daily basis. So I'm super excited. Charlie, thanks so much for joining us. Seth, it's good to be here. I'm glad to be a different kind of guest, I guess. (laughs) Well, we have lots of funds, lots of people who invest in companies, but we've never, 400 plus episodes, we've never had anyone specifically focused on the niche that you're in. So that's awesome. I know you weren't always a successful investor, Um, Let's go back in time a little bit. Uh, You started out at Harvard Business School and then take us through a little bit of the journey from the slums of Kenya to where we are now. Yeah. So when I got out of college, uh, my first job was I worked on Wall Street managing money during the day and I started a nonprofit in the slums of Kenya uh, at night. Uh, Then I went to Harvard Business School. Uh, I've worked in 14 different industries in my career, uh, including consumer goods marketing, uh, including, uh, you know, sort of startups, big companies, small companies, nonprofits, for profits. Uh, The last company that I was involved with before starting at Bridge Builders nine years ago uh, was a turnaround situation. I was was a a CEO of an innovation consulting firm working with Fortune 500 companies. I was hired to help turn it around and sell it. It, uh, it got sold and then I got you know introduced to what I'm doing now and I've been doing that for nine years. All right, so that is one heck of a journey and the longer version, if it isn't, should probably be in a book because obviously it would take longer than two minutes. So I get, uh, how does one, if you're going working on Wall Street managing money, working to be a master of the universe, um, as it was called back then, how does one then decide to start a nonprofit in the slums of Kenya at the same time? I spent a year after college before, you know, before starting my, my job uh, in New York, I traveled around the world and I got remote, you know, sort of odd jobs in remote places. Uh, and the last stop was in Nairobi, uh, where I worked in the slums as a social worker for three months. I, I, I came to understand that I didn't like social work, but I wanted to do something to use my talents to change the situation. So the best way I could figure out to do that was to start the nonprofit to be able to, you know, to be able to help people um, through entrepreneurship, 
more than, you know, more than social work. Okay. And then obviously we're going to fast forward to today. Um, we talked about how Bridge Builders is a group of investors investing in startups in a specific space. What change are you guys trying to make in the world? So we're interested in a world with greater um, mental well-being, uh, where people are more conscious, uh, more aware, uh, more living more to their purpose, um, more in touch with themselves, with their inner selves, uh, and living happier, healthier lives uh, in healthier communities. And how did you and your partners decide that that was a niche you wanted to specifically invest in? Uh, the, uh, there were three partners who came together, you know, 10 years ago, they had seen the science of contemplative, uh, contemplative, uh, studies get to a point where they thought, uh, they asked themselves the question as whether there would be anything to invest in to help bring that science to scale. And in order to do that, they needed somebody, you know, to be what they call their collaborative glue or the, the operating partner. Um, my wife had introduced me to this space, um, uh, a, you know, a year and a half ago through something called the Mind and Life Institute. So I got connected to my partners uh, through uh, through that. And they um, and, and so at, at a time when no one had really heard of mindfulness, uh, they, you know, they asked me to go out and see if there was anything to invest in in that space. And over the last nine years, I've now looked at about a thousand companies in that space and the field has grown considerably. And we've become, as I as I saw in a report the other day, we've invested in more mental well-being startups than any VC in the world that I that I know of. So uh, it's it's really fun. Uh, it's really fun work, and the industry is growing very rapidly. Absolutely, and you've had a heck of a track record investing in companies that are now household names in the space, like Headspace or Happify. How do you source deals specifically in that space? Because it's not one that you read about in the VC papers or the journals or in the Wall Street Journal every day it, or in any of the funding listing websites. How do you, how do you source investments? Uh, actually, you know, there's a couple different ways. Um, one of the things about our collaborative is that we're really well networked uh, with some of the world's leading scientists, spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, and, you know, VCs and companies. So actually when somebody comes up with a concept uh, you know, that has a deal, we naturally get, uh, we naturally see most of those deals because we've developed a really good brand reputation as somebody that's great to invest with. And so, uh, and so the deal flow it for us is, uh, is not something, you know, we don't, we don't seek new deals. They, 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 they normally come at us. Uh, so you're networks. practicing what some of your clients and then probably teach about, you know, manifesting and attraction and it's showing up for you. And that's when you take a company like Headspace, that is probably the one a lot of our listeners are familiar with. It started out as an app. You know, how do you add value to that? So the first thing that I'll say is when we make an investment in a company, our goal is to be a, uh, a very value-added investor. So uh, Happify, we invested when there were, there were 2 million you know, consumers that had downloaded the product. And uh, then all of a sudden, we, you know, after we invested, they started getting calls from Fortune 500 companies saying, wow, you know, we're hearing about this, we wanna use this. So we, we not only helped them to kind of think about a different business model, um, but we made, you know, some great connections to them that helped, uh, 
that help develop relationships that have been transformational for the business. Uh, we try to serve, uh, we add value by being a resource where they can talk about what's happening in their company. And because my partners, uh, and there are seven of them, you know, have had pretty remarkable business careers. We can provide, you know, advice from our experience uh, to entrepreneurs as they, as their business shifts and changes. Um, and, you know, there, we can help with, you know, thinking of strategy, thinking of new ideas, thinking of innovation uh, and making connections. That makes a lot of sense. One of your claims to the firm's claims to fame is obviously they want to, they say a lot, they want to go deeper. What does that mean? So for the last seven years, uh, probably, you know, companies in our platform, probably a hundred million people now meditating that weren't meditating just on our, just on these platforms. So, uh, you know, what we've been able to help people do is to provide invitations to sit and meditate for 10 minutes a day. So for, for a lot of people, they've experienced less stress because of that. They've been, you know, they've learned to breathe. Um, and, you know, there's definitely, definitely benefits from that. But I, uh, two years ago, my wife said to me, Charlie, you've been investing in sort of the gateway drugs to higher levels of consciousness. And it's <laughs> That's time to go awesome. Deeper. I love that. Uh, and, uh, and when I'm, you know, when I'm, uh, when I'm smart, I listen to my wife uh, and I, you know, and I did, and we set that intentionality and then, new partners showed up for us that were interested in going deeper. So I defined deeper as going deeper into the human experience, uh, deeper into the, the trauma that actually creates mental health problems, deeper in understanding who you are, what's your purpose, why are you here, uh, you know, in this lifetime, uh, how can you be more connected to yourself? How can you be more connected to others? And so we began to look at different areas of invested in investment than we had in the past uh, to, to help provide those invitations for people willing and wanting to go deeper. That makes a lot of sense. You've achieved some incredible successes over the years. What's your biggest challenge now? That's a good question. Uh, you know, when, when, so I think the biggest challenge right now is kind of time management. Where do you energy because the field has grown so much that literally, uh, you know, there are, there's so many companies being formed that how do you take a look, you know, at those companies and quickly sift through the ones that are going to be uh, spot on for our, you know, for our investment thesis and the types of entrepreneurs that we look for. And uh, so, and then how, how do we get networked in the new areas that we're looking at and become experts in those new areas um, so that we can add value to those areas? So I think those are, you know, I, I look at those as opportunities, not challenges, but, um, but uh, that, that's kind of what I'm up against right now. That's really interesting. So do you have in your, obviously you've got a vetting process to narrow down, hey, this is, these automatically get rejected. These are deals that are worth looking at. What are some of those trigger questions that the wrong answer immediately disqualifies someone? Uh, so, so if somebody comes with, to us with a new mindfulness app, for instance, it's pretty much, uh, it, that, that's pretty much a no. Um, there are now a thousand mindfulness apps and the, you know, the thought that someone is going to be able to create a new one to be a major player in the space just isn't, it, it's, we see it as unlikely and we've made several investments in that space. Um, we, a, a lot of people want us to engage earlier than we normally do. So they're just starting something up. 
we prefer to see businesses where they have either a very large community or they have a, uh, you know, a, a million dollar run rate. And so that we're spending our time helping with growth capital as opposed to helping somebody figure out what their business model is. That makes a lot of sense. When you say they have a large community, that could mean different things to different people. What is your definition of a, a community that would get you to pay attention? Um, I'd say, you know, hundreds of thousands um, are, would be interesting to us. We, we, don't, we don't very often invest, uh, you know, w uh, without a large community. We made one investment in a company called Insight Timer, which at the time had about 5 million people that had downloaded uh, and they were completely free. And we said, okay, this community, so they had no revenue, but they wanted to launch revenue uh, in support of their community and the teachers on the platform. And so we, we invested in that company, uh, you know, since grown to 15 million people uh, and now has revenue, but, but we want to see significant communities where it's not like, Hey, we've got our beta testers, you know, we've got a few hundred people, it's, it's, it's really for us where, when it's, uh, when you, when you can see that it's a large and growing community. Okay. And what are, we're talking about obviously some of the successes. Tell me about some of, you don't have to name names, but tell me about some of the lessons you've learned from some of the deals that didn't work out. So first of all, so, so kind of remarkably, uh, so we've made 15 investments and they all are still operating and actually they're all still growing. I was going to um, say so, that's a track record any VC would be jealous of. Yeah. Uh, you know, there, there are some that have been highly successful, uh, you know, and I think about five of those are valued above 300 million today. Um, so five out of, you know, and, and some of them we are very early, you know, for us so that we just started with them. Uh, but to answer your question, um, you know, the biggest, the biggest, the, the biggest learning maybe, uh, in this is, um, is really about, are you picking the entrepreneur that can take the concept that they have and the passion that they have and really be not only able to grow that, um, but able to find resources that allow them to grow that. And I think if there's, you know, if there's any uh, mistakes along the way, uh, it, it, it could be like hoping somebody could do something that you weren't really 100% sure of and you were, you know, you, and, um, and, and really seeing whether somebody had not only the passion for what they were doing, which we wouldn't invest without that, but then whether or not they actually have the capability uh, to grow it into, you know, into something that's globally scalable. And then how does your experience, obviously, when you started in Kenya, completely different from Wall Street, and then inspiring kind of what you're doing now, is there any portion of the investments that you're making that are addressing different types of challenges in, let's say, less developed company, countries like places like Kenya? Yeah, I was talking about Insight Timer before. Uh, yeah. So what I love about that platform is it has, you know, 15 million people from all around the world and 6,000 spiritual teachers, scientists, musicians, all teaching in their native language. Uh, and the platform has 40,000 free meditations available in 44 languages. So, so it is absolutely accessible to anyone in the world. 
there is a there is a challenge. You know, when you get to Africa specifically, um, there are people in just about every country in Africa that are on the platform. But te- the te- the accessibility of technology becomes a problem there. Uh, but I, you know, I'm I am pretty sure that over the next little bit of time, they'll add Swahili as a you know as a native language. They just need to find a teacher. Uh, you know, that, that a spiritual teacher that teaches in Swahili and they'll put them on the platform. So, uh, so to me, they, they just launched a program with the UN and with Lululemon uh, to provide for frontline workers in all countries to provide meditations in, I can't remember, you know, 10, 12, 14 different languages to be able to help frontline people, all freely accessible. Um, so to me, that is a, you know, a way that you can impact people, not only in global communities, but that are addressing the problems of global communities. That makes a lot of sense. Between the 15, if I got that right, 15 investments that you've made, have you calculated what your total reach through all of those, company, all those companies is? Yeah, I, I, I think it's, a, I think it's uh, you know, my latest is that, you know, probably about 100 million uh, people have downloaded or used products on those platforms. Which is absolutely, I mean, that's quite a few countries. So that's, uh, you know, the population, oh, that's a third of the United States. Um, so you're a country in and of itself and a pretty large <laughs> one. So that's the, uh, that's the, that's the bridge builders country. So that's awesome. Are there, do you have any opportunities because you have all of these brands in your portfolio is there like cross-promotional advertising where they're promoting each other? Is there opportunities for other people to buy ads across the platform? How does that network work of the Bridge Builders family? Um, that's a good question. So we t- we we want to we want to look for those opportunities and have the entrepreneurs know uh, you know know each other. We I, I wouldn't say advertising is a way necessarily that they can you know that they can. Um, uh, a, a lot of them aren't advertising driven, but there are collaboration opportunities, sometimes with customers, um, sometimes with teachers, sometimes um, there are ways that they can work you know, together on a project to support that. Uh, and we don't force that, but we try to do our best job to, um, to help them to look for those opportunities and for them to know each other's strengths so that... Uh, so that they know where they can leverage each other um, along the way. All right. You advise these companies every single day, and you've been advising in one way, shape, or form for most of your career. What's the best advice you've ever gotten? Uh, I'm going to have to think about that. I don't know if there's one piece of advice that... Uh, I, I mean, if, if I look... Uh, so let me, uh, let me just process that for a second. Sure. When I am just being my authentic self and I understand, you know, I understand who I am and kind of the energy I bring to the work that I do. And when I just sit in that, as opposed to, you know, as opposed to doing when I'm just being, it's remarkable what happens. Uh, And I struggle against that sometimes because I've been raised in a culture that's all about doing. It's all about, you've got to be out there. You've got to be. And I find the magic happens when I'm just being with an intention. Being with an intention. I'd say that's a writer downer. <laughs> All right. So what's next for Bridge Builders Collaborative? Are you looking to raise more capital? Are you looking? I mean, it sounds like you pretty much have your finger on the pulse of the industry. 
and have no issues sourcing deals. Are you looking for more capital? What kind of is the next step for you? So a couple next steps on, on the capital front, we're not a fund. We're, we're seven investors who share, you know, they're high net worth individuals that have big hearts and want to create impact. And if there are other, you know, high net individuals that want to leverage off of our learning and, and contribute to making the world a better place and bringing these concepts, we're, we'd be open to having, you know, having others uh, join, but we're not actively seeking that. Um, what we are seeking in this go deeper uh, is we're, we've been looking for investments uh, uh, or how we can contribute to the emerging psychedelic um, movement. That's one area that we're focused on. How can we improve mental health through really well-researched therapy-assisted uh, platforms that, you know, that that, that help people through psychedelics. The research is stunningly uh, good and it'll go through the, these, you know, the psychedelics will go through the FDA process. Um, but that's, an, it, that's a place that we're looking to invest in. We're also looking to invest more in social wellness. We made one investment in that space, but we really want to provide uh, invitations for people to connect more deeply to themselves, but also to create authentic communities and the third is we've been supporting the science of behind subtle energy or biofield science. So if you begin to look at the human energy system as something where, you know, where trained practitioners can help other people just through energetic work. Um, if we, if the science is good enough, then we want to support the application of that science. Uh, and, you know, so we'll look for companies in, in that space. So, so more of what, what we're doing is trying to find the areas that we want to invest in. Um, and, and, and really getting to know those areas very well. Awesome. For our listeners and viewers who want to learn more, where is the best place for them to go? Uh, BB Collaborative is our website. Uh, my wife and my website is called Shifted Institute. That, that's the business that I do this work through. Uh, that's all about expanding consciousness, creating paradigm shifts and inspiring human potential. And, uh, you know, I'm on LinkedIn, um, and, you know, so people can find me there as well, Charlie Hartwell. Awesome. This has been Seth Green from Sharkpreneur with Charlie Hartwell of Bridge Builders Collaborative. Charlie, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate thanks. it. Great conversation. Likewise. Thanks everybody for watching or listening and we'll talk to you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.